What's up, everybody? This is G Marie, and this is Hip Hopology, a think tank for hip hop heads to collaborate and dialogue over the evolution, elevation, and isolation faced within the hip hop community from a hood scholarly perspective. So sit back, relax, as we kick it with some of the most dopest MCs, DJs, visual artists, B boys, and B girls, and many more. This is Hip Hop. Ology, ology, ology. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? This is G Marie coming to you live in a full effect with Hip Hop Ology. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode number three. Uh, haven't found a title for this episode yet, but I'm going to come up with something, so we'll just leave it blank. But um, first and foremost, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. The show has really been doing well um like i said we're only on episode three but we've been receiving amazing feedback from the show so i would like to thank you guys for just uh tuning in um so yeah i always have a guest uh this is obviously hip-hopology with g marie and friends and for this show um i always partner with different artists so djs musicians um b-boys b-girls Mm, couple of people but I do have a special guest I have my first DJ on the show and I'm really really excited to have him um, I'm not going to give his introduction but uh, let's just say I remember meeting this gentleman when I had just turned 21 and I would go to uh, MGM Grand and he would do DJ sets every around like every Saturday night and I remember he had this colorful mohawk, but his sets were so amazing. And we used to go there. Me and my friends would go there to sightsee and to go to his sets every Saturday or at least every other Saturday. So um, I always reserved my Saturdays for him DJing. Uh, so without further ado, I would like to introduce no other than <laughs> DJ Bug. Hello. What up, though? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm yeah. doing well. I'm here. Thanks for the intro. You kind of hyped me up a little bit. I mean, seriously, like, I don't know if I even ever told you that. Yes, I used to go and watch your sets. And, um, of course, obviously, I was fascinated with, like, DJing before then. But I would go, and I'm just like, this man is amazing. So I would go every Saturday evening. I wouldn't even go to the club. I would just go to MGM and just kick it out it was, it was it was very club like at that time it was that was my version of going to the club because i didn't like being around a lot of ghetto people but i felt <laughs> like it was it was good vibes at you me drink so i definitely miss those days but um yeah you yeah. me drink you me drink was the spot for a nice little minute that was, was yeah that was my favorite spot um, a lot of different characters too yeah 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 <laughs> definitely met a couple of people a couple of crazies um <laughs> but uh but yeah that was that was a good time for me especially when i first turned 21 was able to go to the casino so so yeah so let's get into it like who are you who is bug who is bug that's a loaded question okay let's that's do a loaded it question uh i'm gonna start with um bug is a first and foremost i'm a father um so that's like my uh my pride and joy right Yay. now my baby girl so father first um entrepreneur business owner i've uh, been working for myself now since 2004. okay 
So this is uh, year 15 of this entrepreneurship journey. Um, what else? DJ. I've been DJing now. This is year 20 as a DJ. Okay. Um, karaoke host. Yay. Um, one of the new things that I've added um, to my services. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Singer, songwriter. Yes. Yes, that's Currently new. working on my um, first EP. Okay, congratulations. Um, yeah, that's cool. Something that was on my bucket list. Okay. So uh, now that I'm at this, I'm at this, uh, I guess, stage in life where just whatever I haven't done, Might as well or that I wanted to do, just go ahead and do it. You know, people try to tell you what you can't do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They always, uh, it's always, uh, related to you know your age and like you shouldn't be doing this after this time in life like you should be doing other things and you know so i'm like well i'm secure in my life okay so i've been doing what i've been doing for a minute so why not do all the other stuff i want to do you know what i'm saying it's like it's not like it's gonna stop me from you know djing it's not gonna stop me from being a dad it's not gonna stop me from doing whatever I got to do for my family. It ain't going to stop me from being a good friend. You know, all the other things that um, come with, you know, who I am. So, you know, that's the other thing. Loyal to my friends. I got some great friends or whatever. So, it's good to have, um, you know, a good backing. Yes. So, some people, um, they don't pursue um, their passions. They don't pursue their dreams because they don't have people that um, are behind them. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I've been uh, really, really, uh, you know, blessed to have people who rock with me for real. So, this entrepreneurship journey, it was it was a challenge in the beginning because, you know, my family is from the old school. So, it's kind of like, oh, you need to have a nine to five job. You need to work at the plant or you need to be doing this. You get your degree, work in the office. And I'm like, yeah, that's not nah. me. Yeah. That wasn't me, and so I embraced um, entrepreneurship at a young age. You know what I'm saying? It was like, uh, I don't really want to work for nobody. What can I do, you know, where I can set it up to where I can work for myself? Mm. And so that was always my goal, and uh, I made it happen. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, first and foremost, I would definitely love to thank you for coming on to um, Hip Hopology. I mean, like I said, I've always followed your career you know as a disc jockey and i've always looked up to you as a disc jockey um so of course when we're off the air i'm gonna have a couple of questions for you That's but, so. <laughs> but yes uh, I, I would definitely <laughs> i would consider you probably my other grandmaster one of my grandmasters is in philly uh he had been djing since 83 also and he was giving me some pointers on some things oh, um so yeah so i again of course i would definitely well, I, you know, I appreciate it <laughs> i appreciate the love and you also have um a DJ Academy as well. Talk about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, Boog Academy. Well, I'm going to be named after my name. But, um, Boog stands for bringing out of this greatness. And uh, the Academy right now, um, I started as a after-school enrichment program. So, that's still in effect. I'm teaching at three schools. Um, and so, I'm working with K through six right now. Um, and then I also have my private um, students. So right now I'm, I, I just added two new students. So I'm, I think I'm at like 10 students right now. Oh good. 
Um, and so the overall goal um, is to have a school. So that's what I'm working towards now. I'm about to start really like looking for buildings or whatever. Um, so the I'm kind of like in this, I guess you say pilot phase. Um, and so the goal within the next couple years is to secure a building. Um, initially, everything will be um, about DJing, about the facets of DJing, um, focusing on um, the students being able to learn all the different equipment that they can use, whether they using CDJs, um, which are still around. Um, I don't know, they may phase CDJs out, but um, the more popular thing now is a lot of DJs starting to use controllers. Mm -hmm. So you got controllers and then you still got the people that use turntables. Yeah. Um, and so the school will focus on them learning all three of those things, you know, so they can be able to work different types of equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, they'll learn um, how to set equipment up, um, the nuances of breaking down, setting up, you know, tearing down, um, how to correctly set their stuff up, um, how to gauge um, how the sound is in the room, um, knowing how to, um, I guess you could say, uh, diminish some of the bounce that can happen in certain rooms. You know, you get that echo effect, which can be kind of terrible in some rooms rooms because some rooms aren't as acoustic as others um, so they get to learn that they learn all the fundamentals starting with um, uh, I always start with ear training um, beat matching um, so that kind of gives me an idea of where they are as far as being able to hear music um, so they learn all the different beat patterns all the different tempos learning what BPMs are um, I'm starting to get a little bit more into um, the keys um, for songs, so because I got a background in piano, like I hear music different than uh, most DJs, and so some DJs don't mix or blend according to what the key of the song is. They just they just put songs together. And sometimes um, some songs don't go together. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, like they go together, but sonically, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if if a musician, if musicians just sitting in the audience and they listening, they probably like cringing. There's mm -hmm. a music teacher and he listening, he like you mm -hmm. should mix those two songs yeah. together. Um, and so like I try to teach that early, um, so that goes along with them, you know, with their ear training yeah. or whatever. Um, then. The other thing is uh, the phase of teaching them all the different things that DJs can do. So whether you want to go into mobile DJing and just do all mobile stuff, if you want to be a club DJ, um, if you want to focus on um, corporate, if you're trying to be a tour DJ or show live show DJ, and what that encompasses, um, to learn the different techniques, um, basic scratching techniques, um, on up into advanced stuff. Um, so yeah. It's wow, a that's a whole lot. And so that's amazing. After that first phase, then the 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 big phase, grand phase, is to be a full school of music. Good. So we'll be adding um, beat making, music production. Um, we'll also be adding um, drums, um, keys, guitar, um, different uh, like horns and stuff like that. So I want to be able to add like everything. Wow, that 
I'm excited about that. Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. So uh, definitely let me know when you know it gets to that point because I would love to partner with you on stuff like that. So well, I, I guess I'm going to kind of go out of order here because you said some things that um that kind of tie into my next question. So describe your sound. Describe my sound as a DJ. Um. Man, that's a good question. Cause I feel like you have a good blend of music. Like, obviously, you don't you don't just stick to like one genre. But I feel like you know how to um, interplay with certain genres, like mixing it up and stuff. So. Yeah, I I prefer mixing um, different genres. Um, I think it keeps you sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, you playing the same thing over and over again. It's boring. Um, I mean, not only does it get boring, but it kind of, um, you kind of like putting yourself in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of like affects everything else. So if somebody asks you to do something different, it may end up being a challenge for you because you're not even used to playing that music. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want to be that DJ. Somebody come to me and be like, well, you know, we need some Latin music mm-hmm. for this uh, event. I don't want to be like, oh my God, like I can't do it. Or I got to be struggling trying to figure out what songs is what. Nah. Mm. So I got all this different stuff in my library. And every time I practice, I try to just go from genre to genre to genre. I still always keep in mind what the key of the song is in, um, how that would match with another song. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the, the beat pattern of the song, the cadence of the song. Match them that way too, mm. so it kind of just depends. Mm. You know what's so crazy? When I um taught myself how to DJ, I like some people use headphones. Like I I trained my ear, and that was just from years of you know being not only a, a dance instructor but you know taking ballet, taking modern African jazz. So of course you have to listen to everything when you know you decide to pursue something like that. So I, I kind of do the same thing that you do, like just playing around with different genres of music. So that way I'm not just limited to one genre. Like, honestly, for me, I would prefer um, alternative house hip hop. Like that's that's kind of where I'm leaning toward. So I wouldn't go to a BYOB and DJ. I'm, I'm learning that now about, <laughs> you know, certain crowds that I will dj for and certain crowds i just no longer will dj for anymore um but that's my preference so and i mean you know it, it comes with the territory you do have to learn yeah, how to it definitely comes with the territory yeah you gotta learn how to adapt and and for me i guess now that i'm just like you know i'm in my second year and whoa no my first year in business it just feels like i've just been doing this for like forever which i have um you know i i like i said i know my my crowd i know my people and it's just certain people I just won't DJ for anymore and I mean that's okay but um so okay so let's go back so the the hard question I guess I ask everybody this on the show (laughs) but um what are the five elements of hip-hop the five elements of hip-hop um in in my opinion um you got the the one element of you know dancing with boys breakers whatever pop lockers um then you got the djs you know, the turntablers um you got the mc um 
along with it in the form of you know, rapping, spoken word, or being a host. Um, then you got the, the, the guys, the graffiti cats. Um, and then the last element you know, for me is, um, I've always noticed for hip hop has been socialism. So. Um, okay, 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 explain. Explain. Because well, I'm, I'm getting, every time I ask people this question, I always thought it was knowledge, but I keep getting different well, answers from everybody. I mean, knowledge would be tied into that. Yes. I mean, because there's no way you can be um, like a social activist or be for your people or try to um, incorporate um, messages into your music without the knowledge. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it goes hand in hand. Mm. So throughout the history of hip hop from the time it started, even up until now, we always always have those artists, those MCs who are peppering their music mm. with messaging. Yes. Like, hey, I'm for the people. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're looking for. Hey, we need to change this or change that. Whatever it may be, there's always a social um, aspect to it. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that has made hip hop what it is now. Like it's like at, at one point hip hop was kinda like on the back burner. It was still kinda like, oh y'all a new genre. You know what I'm saying? It was about still about country, it was still about blues, it was still about rock. Um, you know, but now um, hip hop has surpassed all of that. So it's the it's really the um, universal language, you know, for everybody. So regardless of what background you're from um, regardless of you know what you what you've experienced or whatever, hip hop it can speak to everybody on any level. Wow. That's you know that's deep. I um uh, I've heard um Jesus I, I've heard so many different um definitions like the, that fifth element is always different every time I ask a person, but um each time I ask and the fifth element is different. There's always and an amazing explanation for that fifth element. So, you know, just how you broke that down, like, okay, that would make sense. Yeah, that that would tie into the five elements. Yeah, of fifth I mean, I've heard I've heard knowledge as being the the key fifth, the, element, the fifth yeah. element. But I mean, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's the same thing. Same thing. You gotta have knowledge before you try to pass the that you know share that with somebody else through music. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you always gonna have the um, element of the artists that are just strictly about entertaining or whatever and, but you know a lot of artists through our history have had uh, a specific message you know what I'm saying so it started from the beginning you know what I'm saying and it's, it's still going you know well when did you fall in love with hip hop when did I fall in love with hip hop I would have to say At some point in the 90s, um, so like 90s music is like heavy for me. Yeah. So, um, but before I got into hip hop, everything I was exposed to um, was jazz, classical, R&B, and gospel. Mm. So, I would have to say my first real exposure to hip hop was somewhere in the 80s because I. Cause I was a big LL Cool J fan. Okay. 
Um, and then it kind of like went from there and just kind of like grew. 90s was like, it was so many hip hop artists in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Starting with, just, I think, I think Ice Cube, Snoop, uh, Dre. I used to be a big, um, a big fan of, um, man, I can't, I can't, why their name is leaving me right now. Cypress Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cypress Hill. Um, Tribe Called Quest. Mm, yes. Yes. Um, Diggable Planets. Mm, it's a few more. Like, I... Like it, it just kind of just grew in the '90s. Especially, I was like huge on Tribe. Yeah, that's like Tribe Called Quest yeah. is like they that deal. That's what, you know what I'm, I'm usually I'm usually vibing out to Tribe. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like starting my day and getting my coffee. Um, when I can't handle Prince Pandora for that day, <laughs> it's always Tribe for me. Especially when I'm traveling. Um, I just I feel like they really they set they have a it was a different sound. It's music was fun. I feel like when you listen to Tribe, it's not, you know, so like heavy hidden, but it's still lyrical. You know, like they're right. like the way that um, they are definitely, definitely, um, what I would say, um, that full, just the whole five elements thing, the yeah. socialism aspect, yeah. that was always Tribe from yeah. the beginning, all the way through. You know what I'm saying? So that made them unique because they made it them and De La Soul. Um, and some of the uh, other early cats when they had leaders of new school when Busta Rhymes started. Busta Rhymes was one of my favorites too. Um, when all of them started, you know what I'm saying? There was a a clear, you know, message. message yeah, a lot of people you know sleep saying? on Busta Rhymes. I'd be like, oh, like, no, he's one of my all-time favorites. Seriously, like my uh, my playlist. If you look at my old school hip hop playlist, because like a lot of the time. That's wasn't like most of my sets when I'm just kind of, you know, getting like the day started. Like I always cheat and have like an hour long mix of just some good Neo Soul, Jill Scott, and then I'll transition to, you know, the 90s hip hop and then eventually I'll transition into the ballroom and then transition um, to like more, you know, up to date music whenever I have to do a set. But 90s hip hop for me, like that's, that's all I know. That's what I grew up on. That's what feels like home for me. Um, yeah. And I'm actually glad that you ended up answering the fourth question. You're a musical inspiration. So, um, you know, it's tribe, like the, the jazz, um, the the instrumentalism, if that's even a word, just how uh, a lot of the music back in the 90s was even put together. Like I, that right. sound, it's just, it was a different sound for me. And yeah, so that's why I like um, Diggable Planets too. Oh yeah, so, they're, they're slept on too. Um, some of Guru's uh, early stuff. Um, he had the Jazzmatized series, um, Common, Most Def. You know, so yeah. I forgot Most Def's um, new name, Yasmin or something. Actually, he's supposed to perform at the uh, Roots 20th anniversary in Philly for the oh, Roots picnic. The uh, Things Fall Apart album. It's their uh, 20th anniversary. I'm supposed yeah, what to is go. It? Ya- Yasmin Bay. Yep, Yasmin Bay. So I um. I don't know. I'm, I'm supposed to go for my birthday, but that's up in the air. So, yeah. That's what's up. The Roots, too. Yes. I can't forget about The Roots. That was one of my favorites. Like, the Illidef Half-Life. Yeah. That was, like, one of my favorite albums. That, like, that album, um, Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. 
Busta Rhymes, The Coming. Mm-hmm. Like, those was my joints. Yes, yeah, that was a good era. That was a, a good time yeah. for hip-hop. I mean, it was, a, it was a good time for music, period. Period, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, because, like I said, even before I became really engrossed in hip-hop, you know, like like that when New Jack Swing hit mm. like that was my mm. like my joint mm. like so it just kind of like all the hip hop at that time kind of like you had Heavy D one of my mm. favorites um when Will Smith was hitting when he first came out with Fresh Prince or whatever um like all them cats when they hit you know LL started off kind of like how uh, Run DMC did it was a lot of heavy hitting, mm-hmm. um, and which was funny because like LL, like he he started out like his his blend of that hard hitting mm-hmm. like hip hop rock to like smooth his this smooth ballads. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was just like like he made hip hop like cool on a on a sense of like. You know, like it, it could, it could be a little bit more than what people had it categorized as. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop was kind of just raw and rugged. You know what I'm saying? Then you had the social aspect of it, but nobody really looked at hip hop as that could be a love language. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So LL made it like cool. It was like, oh shoot! And that's when the following as far as women followers like it grew mm-hmm. like women was like oh i can get into hip-hop too because yeah. this is sexy yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so, definitely definitely open up the doors for a lot of uh female artists to dive into hip-hop especially during that time now like i said it was a really good time for uh music for me period i mean i'll, I'll be 30 in june but i just i remember you know Certain songs I would listen to, and I remember just you know riding downtown on Jefferson, heading the bell out, eating the popsicle, to <laughs> to get on the giant slide. So you know, always it always brought a good memory for me, especially growing up. Um, but uh, so you you kind of talked about your favorite rap album. So who who are your top five? My top five mm-hmm. MCs. Yeah. Wow. Like of all time. Yeah. Man, I think somebody just asked me this. I was trying to go to uh. I would have to say my top five just right now as far as who I could just listen to, um, who I think is the best lyricist, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to have to go with um, Andre 3000. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Black Thought of the Roots. Okay. Um, Biggie, Nas, mm-hmm. yeah, and see this fifth is kind of it's kind of hard. Okay. Because man, because really, I want to give it to Eminem. Okay. Um, like you know, a lot of people got Jay in their top five. Of course. Um, I got Jay in my top 10 because after those five, I would say Jay. Um, I now got Royce up there because okay. uh, Royce is the beast. People be sleeping on Royce. Um, I got so people be sleeping on Red Man. I got Red Man up there. Um, 
common uh, man it's it's way too many to mm-hmm. like but those top five though that's my top five the top 12 <laughs> that was the top 12 what you talking so, about <laughs> three stacks three stacks black thought um nas big and him mm-hmm. and you know what's so five. funny some people will argue and say that andre 3000 wouldn't be like in their top ten, and I've always argued against that. I'm like, I, I don't. Well, see you know, the people that that say that nonsense, that I call it nonsense <laughs> because they try to base it on um, solo projects. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah, because technically I'm like, you have a solo project. It don't really have nothing to do with solo projects. At the end of the day, he's been putting out music mm-hmm. since what '94. So even though it was a group, if you listen to who um, was really the forefront of the group, mm, it was uh, Big Boy Sweet, but, yeah, but Three Stacks that really, he led the group. If it wasn't, if Three Stacks didn't hit like he did, mm-hmm. Outkast would have never been this big. So would you say that Stank On Ya is like one of the top as far as albums and stuff? Because um, listen, I mean, if you, I think. Have you heard the song Gangsta Shit? On well, Stank I mean, I guess Stank On You probably would be okay. their best album. But, I mean, it's Equimini. Equimini? I go back and forth with Equimini. Equimini might actually be their best. The top, like, top. they full, like, from top to bottom. I mean, but really, if you listen, like, um, the first album, mm-hmm. um, the southern southern playlistic yeah, Cadillac Cad- music. Yeah, Cadillac music. Um they second one. Um That was Equimini, right? The second one? Nah, Equimini was uh The third. The third album. The second album was the one with elevators. Uh, oh, I thought that was um on Equimini, but okay. Wait a second. Uh Listen, have have you? I can't even think of the second album right now. At aliens. Yeah, at aliens. At aliens. Yeah. So at aliens, like that joint slapped all the way through. Yeah. Then you had Equimini. Then you had Stank On You. Like they first, them four albums. Like yeah. it don't matter those, yeah. what you do, you can run all of those. Yeah. All the way through, and still find some Three stacks is the man. Like flat out, if you take three stacks off of them, off of all of them songs, you won't have no hits. You won't. I'm sorry. It ain't the same effect. Like I said, it's if you, like it's like you was. I don't. I don't believe yeah. in my heart of hearts that anybody that's rocking with Outkast, as you can tell me, you can take three stacks away and it just be Big Boy that, that you still rocking hit. all yeah. for those yeah. those albums. Nah. Nah. You know what I'm saying? You not so technically his only real solo project was on the speaker box love yeah, below. So below, love yeah. below is basically his solo project. But but yeah, you put that with the first four albums. Then you got to look at all the features he's ever done. He's never been whack on a feature. No, like no. never. He typically blazes everybody he's on mm-hmm. track with. To me. That makes him top five. Yeah. Like, because there's never been a like, oh, man, that wasn't a good. No. 
that wasn't a good verse. No, like every verse, like he give you the biz and be spitting knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I am um, honestly, I he Andre really won me over when I was listening to um gangster shit on Saint Onions. The on, like the fact when they saved him for the end, like I mean I was listening to everybody verse. I'm like, but when he came on, I was like. Yeah, three stacks is the truth. You cannot say that he's not. Matter of fact, and I was just, I just, uh, me and Patience was just talking about this on uh, Facebook. Like literally, like this was like maybe a couple weeks ago, mm. and uh, and he said it because he just listened to the joint that he just did with Anderson Pat. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro, like I'm con- thoroughly convinced now. Like you cannot. There's no way you can Can't say three stacks is not top five at all. Even at this stage in the game, he been spitting. This, this 2019, he's been spitting 25 years. Yep. And there's never been a drop-off. There's never been any whackness about him. And he was able to um, cross over into different genres and still maintain his authenticity. Like, he, I mean, obviously, yeah, he was, you know, a, a getaway from ATL, but there was always something unique about him. And he never shied away from his uniqueness. And I always felt like, you know, Big Boy was just Big Boy. There was just nothing unique that stood out about him. So um, I, I absolutely agree. And people always, you know, fight me on that. But I'm like, I yeah. you can't argue with me so, on that. And, so, and for y'all that's listening, I don't want you to get it twisted. I'm not saying Big Boy is whack. You know what I'm saying? I think Big Boy is dope. But if you take three stacks from Outkast, it's just Big Boy is yeah. not. It's, it's just not. not he's just not big like that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying in a sense of where all of y'all would be rocking all his albums mm-hmm. and saying big boy is top five like i've never heard anybody even mention big boy in any top hip-hop list mm. you know what i'm saying um he definitely dope but he ain't on nobody's top yeah. list yeah but everybody would debate about three stacks like you just cannot ignore the body of work so whether or not all of them projects was solo projects yeah he spit fire on everything all of features them, all of that including features yeah. like he just there was never a drop off this i don't even, i can't even think of any of the artists that you can say that about mm-hmm. because as much as i love nas i've heard some stuff about nas and he's like mm, i yeah. really like that i've heard some stuff about jay mm, i don't really like that you know what i'm saying kingdom come the only like the only the, the only person <laughs> That's close to three stacks as far as what I didn't heard fire on pretty much everything is Black Thought. That's why they all top two. Mm-hmm. They my top two. Like there's never been a letdown on anything they've ever been on. Mm-hmm. And for those that do not like, know who Black Thought is, he is the uh, lead man of the Roots. For whatever reason, people are just not really getting hip to the Roots because the band is on the Jimmy Fallon show, but their catalog of music Black stretches killing it for so far long. beyond the Same Jimmy thing. Fallon show. He, like, him, and, him and Three Stacks both been in the game 25 years. Yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And blazing microphones. Yeah. Blazing stages. Killing it on every album that they own. Killing every feature that they own. Like, killing every freestyle. So like yeah, I um, I went to a the Roots concert. It was free. It was um, sponsored by Martel Cognac. And um, at the end, I, I got to talk to Black Thought, and I was just like, I feel bad for not paying for this show. 
like this this makes no sense how amazing of a show this was and and we didn't have to pay for this i'm like i gotta give y'all something like it i mean seriously like they they have honed in on their craft and much respect to the roots um absolutely so but um so yeah so there was something else i wanted to ask because i kind of feel like that was a, a good hip-hop debate um scratching so obviously yes you are a dj and i know there are different forms of scratching like what is your favorite form um if you had to pick between what the the baby the, the wiki wiki the stab i don't really have a favorite you don't no I what mean, what's uh, your like most common i think um i like i like seeing the, the cats that are that are great at you know crab scratching okay um, crab scratching yeah it's uh if you watch djs especially ones that are real like turntablists yeah um they manipulate the, the record with their hand and this is about right what they're doing with the, the yeah with the, okay the cross fader and you know they can do it to any beat any cadence they basically talking with the yeah. with the record you know what i'm saying so um that's probably my favorite to see. I'm not really a turntablist like that. So I'm more of a mixologist as far as I'm more about the mixing. Because yeah, I like to keep the party going type of thing. Just had to set a vibe. Yeah. You know Have you saying? ever uh, been in a DJ battle before? Nah. Not, not, not turntables. Nah. Okay. I've done a house music battle. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's really just about just keeping your blending and mixing. Yeah. Um, your sound selection, right? Your song selection, um, the energy on um, other songs, like if the, if the songs matching the energy, um, your creativity and how you uh, mix and blend your songs. And so you know, I'm I'm glad that um you answered that because for me, especially when I first started out DJing, I never considered myself, and and, and I don't know if I still can, but. I would say, I guess I'm not a real DJ because I haven't worked with turntables yet, but um, I've always been told by, you know, some really good DJs, like sometimes it's not about the scratching. Scratching is for show. Like, yes, people want to see it done, but you have to be able to keep a party going and to, um, you know, keep music flowing. So if you have a good ear for music and if you can blend well, then yeah, you can, you're a DJ. But because I've always worked with um, a controller, you know, I, I've had some DJs say I'm a fake DJ. I've had some DJs say, no, you're a real DJ. So, uh, yeah, for, you know, any DJ out there that is either starting out or wants to DJ, like, you know, what what can you tell them as far the as... DJs that, that try to act like you're not a real DJ if you don't use turntables, I think they trash. Yeah. Because that's a dumb mindset. You know what I'm saying? So, depending on what, um, what time... You know what I'm saying? You started, that kind of dictates, you know what I'm saying, what you learned on. So, like, um, I kind of learned in the beginning on turntables, but the bulk of what I learned in the beginning was actually on CDJs and then, and actually a CD disc changer. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's how I actually perfected beat matching and mixing from that. 
putting two CDs yeah, in the little just, slide yep. thing. <laughs> and I learned how to manipulate yeah. the little jog wheel. Some you know what I'm saying? And I did, and everything I did, I learned, I did by ear. So ain't nobody like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so all that stuff, like when people be saying crazy stuff like that, like, yo, you know the DJ, cause you know, the turntable was like, nah, like whatever. Like, like it doesn't. So, I mean, but I can use turntables, you know what I'm saying? Just because of, I love the art of DJ and I've learned how to use everything. But my preference is, is a controller at this point. Yeah. Because I'm not really trying to do shows. I'm not doing live shows. I'm not a um, tour DJ. And I'm not about to be up there scratching my life away. I'm not, that's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I want to. I'm the party guy. I want to keep the party going. I want to set a vibe. It's either we party and turning up, or I'm setting a vibe for the room and we we kicking it. You know what I'm saying? And making people feel good. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking you on a ride. You know. Um, down memory lane, you know what I'm saying, where you feel nostalgic because you're hearing songs that you grew up on or songs that you uh, might have experienced when you was in college, when you were in high school, like, oh, snap, I remember yeah, that. It was like yep. that deal for me because, you know, we used to play these like crazy, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I be trying to provide. So I don't really get into the whole, like, debate of... If you're a real this, DJ or not. You yeah, because, I mean, I've, I've had... this. It's been some... You know, some of the OGs who tried to say that about me for a minute, but then I had other people vouch for me, like, nah, no, like, Boog is a DJ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it doesn't matter what piece of equipment you're using. It's about how you use it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How do you affect the crowd? You know what I'm saying? Have you learned the art of mastering um, how to move the crowd, how to read your crowd? You know what I'm saying? Are you, like, introducing new music, or are you just playing everything that's popular or technically supposed to be played or whatever like DJs dictate the mood of the room you know what I'm saying so that's one reason why I don't DJ all type of parties anymore because the room shouldn't dictate to me what I should be playing thank you for saying you know what I'm saying so if everybody in the room act like they don't want to party because I'm not playing the latest 10 records from the radio then y'all ain't my party I'm like you can't even book me for that type of party like at all like you can't even call me like I stopped doing club stuff a long time ago for real you know the club stuff that I've done was like my event Mm -hmm. but like promoters hitting me up trying to like I stopped that like a long time ago when I was still rocking the Mohawk I had cats hitting me up and I'd be like well if I'm gonna do this club gig you know you gotta you gotta pay yeah you yeah, know what that's saying? what it comes down and, to. Yep. <laughs> you know, some of them was cool, but then like after doing a couple of different rooms in the city and even in the burbs, it was just like y'all just want to hear the same stuff over and over, over again. Over and over again. And I ain't really trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like it should be more like y'all should be able to enjoy whatever music you hear. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it's way more music out here. Mm-hmm. For you to just be like, I only want to hear the 30, 40 songs I hear on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And you want to hear them over and over and over again. Like, yeah. you can listen to this in your car. Yeah, and see, and you know what? That's like, the thing, too, it, about DJing. Like, I feel like all the good music is not on the radio. Like, let me introduce you to something that you don't hear on a regular basis while also, you know, infusing it with something that you might be familiar with. Right. Setting that vibe. And, and I'm so glad that you said that because I've always had that issue with doing certain gigs. Like I told you, I would no longer 
longer do certain BYOB events anymore because I'm setting a vibe for you all and you gotta trust that I'm a keep the party going but if you know all you want to hear is city girls every five minutes or you know some type of twerk music it's like people get tired of that shit after a while you know you don't always want to hear that shit every five or ten minutes or so trust me i'm gonna play a hustle you know or two or three i'm gonna I'm mix it in the way that well speaking of that so how do you feel about um either playing or not playing r kelly because that that has been a challenge <laughs> I never, I never really played R. Kelly a lot. The only time I played um, a good amount of R. Kelly stuff at one time was when I was doing the ballroom night at MGM. Okay. Um, and I mean, he had a lot of ballroom and stepping records. You know what I'm saying? So during that time, you would definitely hear something, you know, from R. Kelly during that time. But since then, like, I've never really played his stuff for real besides some of the classics of that people want to hear step in the name of love yeah i um uh, love letter um those was really like the main two yeah you know what I, I'm saying? I didn't even and they were like because uh-uh. people at family events <laughs> wanted to hear it you yeah. know what i'm saying but even with this whole new uh situation where everybody saw the documentary and they had this new uproar about who R. Kelly is and all this and that. I'm like, I ain't been a fan of R. Kelly in a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. when he did the stuff he did 20 years ago, I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm good. And it just so happens that I ended up, you know, DJing. So I had to play stuff sometimes, but it's not like I was playing R. Kelly. Like, uh, like oh, this, this is my guy right yeah. here. Like, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got some r kelly classics from the 90s that i reminisce on that take me back you know every now and then it's like oh man i remember this song when i first heard it da, 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 da. you know what i'm saying like i just heard honey love on the radio the other day um Jesus. and it was in uh, one of the movies i was just watching and i was like dang this joint was hard back then <laughs> but outside of that like i'm not an advocate for r kelly like i had people trying to argue me down on Facebook and I was just like y'all gotta understand that as a DJ if the client that has booked me asked me to play it then I'm gonna play it yeah um but outside of that you know that's it yeah and you know somebody was on one of the one thread I I ended up posting that and they was just like they was just trying to argue me down and I was like I don't think you really understood what I just said I said the person that's paying me yeah if they ask for it, they'll get it. And the reason why that is is because that's my job. So the client comes first. They're paying me. I will grant you your request. Whether or not it matches up with uh, my morals and my values, that has nothing to do with me offering this service. So, yeah, that's. I mean, it's not like uh, a big thing. People act like. Uh, everything in life that you don't agree with, you just shut it down and don't do it. Like, that's not true because a lot of y'all working jobs that you really to. don't want to be at. <laughs> you don't agree with what they're saying in management or you know that you're working for somebody that's a racist. You don't agree with this person, right? But you still take your ass to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just got to have, you just got to decide what's more important. What's your priority? Keep working. Mm-hmm. You got to pay bills can't get offended about everything and just be like I'm gonna quit every job because I don't agree 
with what they saying or what they doing like that life don't work that way like that's dumb that's you not being wise at all that's not using wisdom you know what I'm saying so everything that come your way don't have to be a battle if somebody don't agree with you you, you can just disagree without it being like oh I hate your guts like I don't have to hate you because you don't have the same opinion as I do or the same belief as I do you know what I'm saying at the end of the day, R. Kelly is a dirtbag. You know what I'm saying? He ain't in my personal catalog where I'm playing him and listen to him every day. You know what I'm saying? But I do have him in my library because Just there is a chance that, that somebody is going to request his music. Yep. So, and I mean, the only reason people are not requesting it right now because it's still fresh about, you know, everything that happened. But I've actually been to some joints and there's some people that's like, I still listen to R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So some people, don't. it don't have the same effect on them as it has on other people. Mm-hmm. And so when it's that type of situation, you can't get mad at the people that have a difference of opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? At the end of the day, people gonna do what they wanna do. Me, I rock with all women. I'm all about women's rights. I'm all about protecting our women. You know what I'm saying? If you a dirt bag, I'm gonna call you a dirt bag. At the end of the day, R. Kelly is a dirt bag. He can keep trying to act like he innocent, but he ain't. The man is sick. He needs some help. He's a dirtbag. So he need to go to jail, but he also need to be rehabilitated. Yep. Y'all can't keep talking about throwing him under the jail, talking about killing him and all this other stuff, and y'all not concerned about, you know what I'm saying, just as a human, like, he needs to be well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like all the other people that's in jail right now who done done the same type of stuff and who's not being rehabilitated. You know what I'm saying? These people come out they get out and they still do the same crap and then y'all be mad like oh my god why they let them out you know what i'm saying well that's what they're that's, immune to that's that's what the the justice system is set up for it ain't set up for us it ain't set up for to to help us in the grand scheme of things all the people in, in prison that end up like re, being rehabilitated you know what i'm saying or changing because they somebody else gave a damn they actually listened and then they took the steps yeah. to make the change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's obvious when you meet those type of people. Cause then they get out and they all they they all about trying to tell somebody else, like, hey, you gotta change your life. This is not where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Well, yeah. um, you definitely segue me into one of my next questions, um, as far as just, you know, being the change that you want to see in the world um how will you use your music as a platform to elevate the community in general like how how will you give back with you know djing music um well i mean right now that's basically the the root of why i started book academy so just working with kids you know a lot of kids don't have um these opportunities you know what I'm saying like I wish somebody um, had been able to teach me this stuff when I was a kid like this would have been dope to learn as a kid ain't no telling what I could have done you know DJing wise you know but I didn't I didn't learn DJing for real until I was grown like I was out of high school Mm. you know what I'm saying and then even though my first exposure to it when I was young I was like 12 when I had my first exposure but I was 19 when I got 
like reintroduced and started on this path. You know what I'm saying? So had I learned like it's some of my homies, they started in their teens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They was DJing parties when they was in high school. And they DJed parties in college and it helped them make money while they was in college. Like that that wasn't my experience. Like I went into the military, I came back home, boom, I started learning how to DJ. I was self-taught, taught myself everything. You know, my cousin helped me out a little bit, but because I already had an ear for music, just my exposure to, you know, music already, you know, it kind of ended up just being a natural transition for me. So going from playing piano and drums as a kid to doing this, it was like... Yeah, it was only right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, so working with kids and... Now, even like I said, adults, my private students that I have, like my oldest student is like, I want to say she's forty. I think she's, yeah, she might be forty. She's right near forty. Okay, that's still not a bad age. I mean, I'm saying so. Yeah, my youngest student at one of the schools that I teach at, I got a couple um, kindergarten students, so they're five years old. You know what I'm saying? But they smart. They pick it up. You know what I'm saying? So that's my way of, you know, giving back. Like, you know, I could be like, trying to be like some of the other DJ schools that I've seen and kind of researched online or whatever. And, you know, they charge a lot of money. And true enough, it's worth it. You know what I'm saying, but that's not my um, my main thing behind it. Wouldn't to like make money. It was to create an opportunity for somebody to do something that they wouldn't normally do. You got too many kids that's not exposed to the things that they should be. You know, like music stuff was always in school when I was when I was coming up, and they started stripping that away. That's the first thing they take away so, in the budget. <laughs> um, luckily though, um, it's giving people an opportunity wish to work for themselves yeah you know what i'm saying if you wish to work for yourself for yourself and you have um a heart for people especially kids then you now have an opportunity to create programs and yeah. create workshops and classes and all that type of thing for these students or whatever so the after school enrichment program um that i set up you know this was like ended up being like perfect you know what i'm saying so it's great um, some of these schools, these kids live in areas they don't have no access to this type of stuff. Yeah, they don't have access to yeah. this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's real dope to be able to do this. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm. It it does suck that like that's the first thing to be stripped out of schools is the performing arts. Like I I graduated from the Detroit School of the Arts and they were trying to remove dance and music and visual arts out of a performing and visual arts high school. I, I, I was very confused about that. So um, people don't realize that you can create jobs with this type of stuff and that um, it's, it's not just about, you know, DJing. It's not just about dance. Like there's an art and a science to this stuff. Like to even to be able to pick up on music by just training your ear without having to use, you know, headphones like that says something right there that it's, it's a cognitive um stimuli like you can literally just i can go on for days but that's yeah, you know like the, i mean you know, the headphones thing like 
that's a whole nother I cannot thing use in and of itself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's another form of, of training your ear because you got to be able to listen to two sounds at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's pertinent. Some people, they can't. Well, speaking of having um, a radio up to the ear, what what's the story behind your shirt? <laughs> This oh. dark, the dark Vader with the radio skating around. I like yeah, that shirt. Like, well, I'm a I'm a, uh, a t-shirt fanatic, so I'm always looking for some type of t-shirt. I and collect then, graphic tees too. Um, I like Star Wars, so I came across this shirt with Darth Vader with the boom box, and of course, this immediately um, had me thinking about um, that late '80s, early '90s. Everybody had the boom boxes or whatever. Um, then he got here on the roller skates, you know what I'm saying? So back in the day, people, um, before, um, people really was hitting like roller rinks for real, like especially for the ones that couldn't afford to pay for the uh, roller rink, they was roller skating in the parks, you know what I'm saying? Roller, roller, roller skating in the street, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So that's why I like the shirt. You know what I'm saying? You got the little joints in the background. They checking him out. I was like, yeah, I got to have this t-shirt right here. Mm. So well, this made Darth Vader cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I am. I'm. I collect graphic tees too. Like I, my closet is it's getting ridiculous now. But um, <laughs> so <laughs> my last question, last and final question. What? We on the last question already? I know. I told you. This show, it goes by quick. Um, but, again, it's always, you know, good to just dialogue about music in general and just, you know, how music has influenced and shaped hip-hop altogether, uh, whether as a, a genre or a sub-genre. Um, but my question to you, and you can answer it honestly, is hip-hop dead? I don't think it's dead. I think it's in a, um, a funky spot right now. Um, and I only, and only I only say that because I feel like there's no originality or not as much. So you got the new trend with the trap music, the new cages and hip hop, which is dope. It's cool. But I just have a problem with the fact that it's so many artists doing the same thing. So if you go back in time, you listen to hip hop and it started in the 80s, it started in the 90s. So this is almost similar to the 80s because in the 80s, a lot of the guys sounded alike. But the reason was hip hop was new. So everybody's rhyme style was pretty much the same. You know what I'm saying? You had a few people that stood out or whatever, um, which gave, you know, gave them a name or whatever. Um, and then you could see like towards the end of the 80s into the 90s, there was, it started to shift a little bit. You had all the different personalities, people from different um, areas, you know what I'm saying, who was getting into hip hop. So then West Coast entered, you know, people from down south, who had a whole different type of flair or whatever. Um, and, you know, the Midwest. So, 
the 90s, you got like this big, like just mesh of just different styles, you know what I'm saying? Um, which kind of like took hip hop to a different level, you know what I'm saying? Then it kind of like um, kept going through the early part of the millennium after 2000, you know what I'm saying? When Kanye West was hitting hard, 50 Cent was hitting hard, T.I. was hitting hard then, um, on up until when Lil Wayne and Drake started to kind of like ascend and take it to a, to another level. So, like, since about 2000 and maybe 2014-15, when it started to shift a little bit again, like, to me, it's all been, like, fad-ish. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the style that we hearing now, you hear a lot of like it's the trend yeah. so well this is hot so everybody got to do this same style in order for you to be hot it's like no no you don't you know what i'm saying um so i will say i will commend j cole for making it well him and kendrick absolutely for making it, um, making hip hop great again. I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna say they made hip hop great again, but I like the fact that they've used the, the trap beats and even the new cadences, but they've made it uh, digestible. I, I would say. You know I feel like they've because from it's a lot still, of because it's still lyrical. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not just random made-up words that you came up with. Um, it ain't you repeating the same stuff almost every song type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and not even just those two. Big Shine. Um, who else? Um, uh, Mac Miller. Rest in peace to him. Um, Logic. Even, even Nipsey. I'm, I'm been listening a little bit to his stuff a little bit more, and he had like um, a whole bunch of different vibes on on his album. And it's like that's what we need on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to figure out why artists don't want to stand out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and but it also makes me question if it's really the artist or if it's still just like how it was back in the day with the the labels dictating um, everything. I feel like the labels it's almost like they don't have enough confidence to put something out different. You know, like they don't believe that it's going to work and I'm just like, yo, like people are listening to the radio less. Like I know y'all see this. I know y'all see how the ratings are changing, you know what I'm saying? I know y'all, how y'all see like radio stations are starting to syndicate more because they can't keep, you know, the local <laughs> shows in their own, you know what I'm saying, cities or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because everything is like the same. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like when are uh, these program directors gonna get a clue? 
You know what? You know what I'm saying? Every, so now, everybody's migrating to satellite. You know, now everybody's listening to internet radio. Um, apps are becoming, have become really like the norm for everything. So like if you don't have an app, you know what I'm saying? You might be missing out. You know what I'm saying? Streaming has taken over. You know, to a, to a certain degree. Um, I do think um, we'll see another shift in music real soon. Because um, a lot of this, a lot of the trap music, um, I don't think it's, uh, it's not timeless. Okay. In my opinion. I'm sure for the millennials of course, that are, are that are growing that, yeah. up in this, it'll probably end up being timeless for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty much like that for every generation. You know, whatever you come up in, you tend to gravitate to and it stick with you. Mm-hmm. So when you get older, like that's gonna be this is gonna be nostalgic for yeah. them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um hopefully I'll be gone, dead and gone, <laughs> where I ain't got to worry about hearing Lil Yachty when I'm 70, 80 years old. I don't want to hear that. I'm talking about this is a throwback. <laughs> this that, is a that, classic. That's their throwback now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, man. So, yeah, I just, you know. So I don't think hip-hop is dead. I think this is just one of those phases in hip-hop. Um, every decade, we have a phase. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this one is just, I'm just still kind of like, I can't believe there's so many artists that sound alike. You know what I'm saying? If there was some variation, I'd be cool. But it's like, almost everybody sound the same. You know what I'm saying? Which is why, like, you see some of the OGs, you know what I'm saying? coming back out with new stuff you know what I'm saying they, they want to push boom bap again which is cool you know what I'm saying I'm not mad at that but all y'all that was calling for rappers to like y'all need to stop rapping cause y'all old da, da, da. like well some of them still got it they fresh like Redman got a, some new joints out like fresh yeah I am um... but like he but he even did some stuff over trap beats and like murdered it. Met the man too. I just saw he got a new joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. So I'm just eager to see how uh, music's gonna shift over this next, you know, 10 years or whatever. We pretty much at the end of this decade now. You know what I'm saying? And so it's already starting to shift. Um, I would like for it to get back to how it was in the 90s where you look forward to, you know, getting albums. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know if it's going to ever really get back to that for real, for real. I think it's always at this point still just going to be certain artists who will have that appeal. Where You feel like, I know the album will be dope all the way through. I'm going to get it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But other cats you'll be fine with buying whatever singles you think is hot or streaming whatever songs you think is hot and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Where you don't 
you're not locked into having this whole album because believe because there are there was a lot of albums back in the day in the 90s where it was like I was like damn I wish I hadn't bought this album you know what I'm saying because it was like you got 18 19 joints on here you know what I'm saying you got like maybe three songs that's dope and some of your skits <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but that that used to be dope back then too. The, the skits and the interludes and yeah. stuff like that. Like we used to look forward to that stuff in yeah. the '90s. You know what I'm saying? Like I would love to see people be a little bit more creative in that sense. You know what I'm saying? Going forward, like I, I feel like artists need to stop limiting themselves. They need to really start seeing like there's way more possibilities. You know what I'm saying? For you as an artist, you know what I'm saying? You can reach more people. Um, I think more artists need to be um, more authentic. I think I think that's really the reason why a lot of this trap music don't resonate with. For that, it's um, all starting to sound people. the same again. Like I mean, it start, it's it's sounding the same, but authenticity is missing. I'm gonna be honest, and I always get a lot of. Um, backlash for this but I, I've always said that there because of course we're you know from Detroit there are Detroit artists and then there are artists that are from Detroit it's a difference Detroit artists they I, I feel like they all go to the same producer the same writer they use the same beat they talk about the same shit on the same corner same exit and it's like I can't I can't get with that but I can get with the artists that are from Detroit like the Eminem's the Royce the Five Nines the Big Sean's the Slum Villages like I can get with that because you know they weren't afraid to dabble away from a sound that doesn't sound like a motherfucker from Detroit you know I I cannot get with Sada Baby I I'm T Grizzly sometimes I be in the mood for T Grizzly but that's not my top five. Icewood Vizo, I'm sorry. Like, you all sound the same to me. And I know I'm going to get backlash for this shit. So I'm, I'm ready to take on that backlash. But I feel like if we are coming from a city that produced a sound, Motown sound, like that's us, we can produce some better music than the shit that is being played on the radio today. I can't get with it. I don't like listening to the hip hop stations anymore in Detroit. If I listen, it's because I'm supporting, you know, two of my friends that work for the radio station. But other than that, I won't listen to it because I'm yeah. tired of I hearing mean, the same shit. Yeah, I love all my homies on the radio, but I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't listen to. I can't it. listen to the radio no more. It's just so, the music is not there. Every now and then, I try to tune in when some of my DJ homies is on yeah. air and they mixing live. Like yep. some of them, like I still. Try to check my boy uh, Gary Chandler at times. Every now and then I catch Wax Action Dre. You know what I'm saying? If Mo Beats end up being on, I try to catch his, his sets. Um, but yeah. outside of that, you know, I used to listen to Fingers all the time on the radio. Now, lately, I've been listening to uh, Steady Rock. Um, you know, but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, it it is what it is. Um, but I will end on that note. Of course, look, 
they're actually shooting in Detroit. That is too funny. That's why I was like, eh. So, okay. I'm sorry. I'm watching Drunk History at the same time uh, while we record. <laughs> so, yes, I do multitask. However, where can we find you at on social media? Uh, they can find me um, on all social media at Boogs World, um, B O O G S World. Um, that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You put in Boogs World, you search it, you'll find me. Um, you can also hit my website, um, bookbook.com. Um, I'm on Mixcloud, mixcloud.com um, backslash Boogs World. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Book oh, at right. Boogs World, or you can search my hashtag. Um, hashtag book book. Same as my website, www.bookbook.com. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, again, I would like to thank you for you know coming by and chilling with me and breaking bread. It's always a good conversation when we talk uh, about hip hop. So I appreciate being. Uh, Asked to come out and kick it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't get too many interviews, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, okay. Well, um, again, yeah. thank you, thank you very much. Uh, well, you can definitely find all of the episodes of Hip Hopology um, at www.gmariemedia.com. Um, you can also hit us up at booking at gmariemedia.com if you want to just send a shout out if you um want to get in on some of these hip-hop debates if it's something that you want us to talk about or if you just want to show love uh again thank you all so much for tuning in to hip-hopology and we will kick it with y'all soon talk to you later yeah yeah bye